start. All right, guys, welcome to Business Coach Power Hour. Today is Monday, May 8th, first day of Commit to Health. So that is exciting. Um, I'm going to read the disclaimer. And then Jen, if you want to come on right away, I'll kind of, we'll tag team those things. So just a reminder that Optavia makes no guarantee of financial success. Success with Optavia results from successful sales efforts, which require hard work, diligence, skill, persistence, competence, and leadership. Your success will depend on how well you exercise these qualities. Please see the Optavia income disclosure statement for statistics on actual earnings of coaches. Okay. Um, well, like I mentioned, today is day one of Commit to Health. Um, so Jen was sharing in the pre-party, it's exciting that um, to also have the client support bonus um, for this month of May, as well as that gift for um, for clients. So to be able to have both incentives for coaches and clients overlapping um, as well. Um, and then Jen, I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> so yeah, so I, uh, we, I, we have a fever going around our household. So I was like, I don't really want to officially want to be like doing all this, but uh, because Tracy will probably do a way better job, but I do want to let you guys know that um, I'm in, in touch with other Optavia leaders and I have seen what some people are doing um, in their stories. And while we don't want to be, you know, we don't ever want to be like, hey, we're having a sale. Um, I actually think um, Brenna did a really good job in her stories. It might still be up where, um, where she just mentioned, and we have a, an amazing gift that's running through the end of the month. So um, it was really great. And um, so I do think that letting people know that there is a gift and if it's just like the other commit to health, um, it's, uh, it's $75 off the first month. I do know that a few people are offering an additional $25. I wouldn't do that across the board. I would do that in a very focused setting, if at all, um, because there is that cost difference that people feel between month one and month two, if you make month one super inexpensive, but then there's 30%, they get 30% rewards off month two. So it ends up being, um, about $100 off the first month and about $90 off the second month. So just remember that that's the case. Um, it's also for comeback clients, 180 days. And um, so it's just like the previous commit to health. It's only running. This is the big difference. May, whatever day, today, 8th um, through the 31st. So it is super important you guys that we um y'all i'm tired i have a fever i was out of the country i'm still like suffering from jet lag but it's like we got to dig deep when they give us these little gifts it's you know it can be a huge game changer between what our business looks like in october you know what with what we're doing and may is a is a busy month already so this month only um and i and personally committing to that bonus plus to bring on five new clients. Now, I'm sure there are probably a few of you on here who are like, five new clients, man, I haven't brought on five clients this year. Not everybody, but a few, okay? A few of you. And I just encourage you to go and read the post 
that um, that I shared in Morris Tribe. And it was a post from Doug Wood. He spent the day with John Maxwell, um, who is a great thought leader. And he's, you know, he is the guru of leadership, probably one of the greatest of all time. No, not probably one of the greatest of all time. And um, and he said that um, that this is a leadership season and that not everyone is really cut out for it because it's the hard, it's like, it's, it's the more difficult time. And, um, and we do expect that, that as we, um, go through the next few months, probably the next, probably the rest of this year, it's not going to be, um, an easy road, but I'm here for it. And, um, so you guys just, just buckle down. And this is one of those times where we are enjoying the process. Don't make this like a time where you you find the word frustration creeping into your vocabulary, where you find the word struggle creeping into your vocabulary. In fact, during times like this, it's really important to, and I'm not like saying rose colored glasses here. I'm just saying that what controls our mind controls our lives. And if we allow negative thoughts to control our minds, then that's going to control our lives. So, um, so anyway, that's what I want to say about that. Commit to Health is amazing. Um, I do think it would be great for you guys to do, there is a way to do a share campaign if you wanted to try something different and do email. I can I can share a video if you want. I don't particularly like email because there's only like a 10% open rate. Um, but I do think that that being a real person, um, hopefully you guys last week reached out to some people I do think that creating that hundreds list is kind of what we're moving back to right now to change things up and working very, very focused, um, doing focused work with our hundreds list and, um, and, and letting that be your commit to health group of people and go and grab your binder and look through all those hundreds of health assessments that you've done in the past and, um, and use that. And then, of course, I mean, you're going to get you're gonna you're gonna get rewarded as well with the bonus plus but really think about the coaches on your team we're here so we lead ourselves first but as business coaches um our goal is to lead others right our focus is leading others so leading others to achieve wins that's how you win in this business but also in life so um, it will definitely enrich your own process in coaching. And then, um, yeah, he's super incredible. I know a lot of you guys are big fans. Um, okay, and then the Opt 090, I just wanna sort of, some of you guys might not know what this is. It's a Coaches in Motion group. Um, for all of you guys who are in this group, um, please put a one in the chat it's um we're adding motion into our vernacular instead of being afraid of it and what we're doing is oh, hang on my, my phone's talking to me um we are getting familiar with um you know I, is it um element 17 motion uh it's the one that's always been there but that we've always ignored <laughs> in fact we've made people scared to exercise um but we're actually um, really going to focus on getting all of us in motion and even you know a lot of us are using supplements just to um to get ready for 
um, the potential for maybe a new platform in the future so that we can reach a whole different set of clients. Like there's, if you think about the, the 2 million people um, out of the 300 million we have in America, we're not saturated guys. We have, we have a, lot, a lot of space to grow in our current five in one platform. But if we add in that, um, the active uh, people as well, the people who love working out, the people who wanna work out, and then the people who will stay with us after they are done with 501 because they are working out and they have um, somewhere else to be like they can set their next goal. These are all the things that we're trying to achieve and we're really this the whole goal of this group and you're all invited to be there. Um, EDs and above are invited to be there. Um, if you're not in the group and you want to be put in the group, please put a two in the chat. And there's different tracks and we'll, we'll walk you through and help you pick your track, but it's really um, some people are five and one and walking um, and all the way up to, you know, people who are doing big time, like big time stuff. Um, okay. All right. Um, there is not a graphic of the gift, the gift, uh, Shali, because we don't want people spamming it out on social media. That's what happens when we do that. But you could do a little video in your stories and you can add your own like gift box. Go to Brenna Burnett's story. It's really good. In fact, Brenna's entire social media has been just killing it lately. Um, so she's a great person to follow. Um, and then what was the last thing that I was going to say? I just took a pic of it because it oh, was good. <laughs> yeah. And then just remember to um, to keep convention in the forefront for all of your coaches. Um, we want to have uh, a record-breaking attendance this year. There is no um, there is no virtual, and um, and there is an FIBC party. And if you missed the FIBC. Um, qualification for the party and you're like super bummed because I have a couple of people who are in that category and they're like what am I even doing this for I've been FIBC for years and now I just missed the qualification don't worry guess what Sundance Orlando is going to be for FIBCs this year I'm so pumped we we petitioned and we talked about it and we were like there's this big gap so they they changed it to integrated national and we actually said that's great, but what about the FIBCs? And so we talked and talked and talked about it and they're opening it up to FIBCs. So it's gonna be amazing, super fun venue, so excited. Okay, that's all I have to say, I think. <laughs> okay, thanks, Jen. <laughs> okay, a couple of things um, to add on to what Jen said. I Carrie, was it Carrie the other day that did the power hour on the hundreds list. I think that if you did not watch that one, that one was an awesome one. Um, and actually Shannon shared it with me a week or two prior to that. I hadn't, I don't recall ever seeing that hundreds list. So um, I have been using that recently and loving it. So Carrie did a great job the other day. I don't remember what day. Oh, perfect. Thanks, Michelle. She posted it um, on tribe too. So I think that's, that's a great opportunity. Um, and I think the other thing Jen said is leading by ourselves, all of us having that goal of five comeback or new clients. Um, and I think sometimes what I have found as I have grown in my leadership is that I worry about everyone else. And so I don't do my own follow-up. I don't do my own hundreds list. I'm so excited to get everyone else, you know, connect with them. And I will tell you, I've learned over the years connecting with our team on the phone about this. So not just spamming our clients, 
Um, but not just spamming our coaches either, especially coaches that have not been through something like this before. It's really important to call them to help them understand um, maybe the best way for them to utilize it. Because um, I always think taking extreme ownership of our own team, because we will be talking about things on Power Hour. We'll, you're going to be hearing a lot of things, but for us as leaders to take extreme ownership of what our coaches and partners are hearing. Um, and, and we know their business best as far as like helping them and they're also their personality, <laughs> because I think this is a lot of times learning, you know, their personalities and what they're likely to do too. So us really knowing that, um, too. So, okay. Jen, I'd actually shared a little bit with Jen, what I was um, going to talk about today. Um, she did not know I was going to talk about the Doug Wood thing. So it's funny that she brought that up. So, um, okay. So yes, um, the, we will be working hard over the next few weeks with Commit to Health, um, but I actually signed up for May 8th to host months ago because I love this kind of week in the month. Um, if you know me at all, I absolutely love relationships. I love leadership and I love honestly, personally developing myself. Um, there was a time in this business that I almost became obsessed with it um, because my mentorship team. Um, and I had heard before knowing that there was a team coming for me. So I might not have this team today, but there was a team someday that I was going to lead a massive team that needed me to be the best version of me. And that wasn't going to happen by me not doing the work. And what I mean, I'm not saying power hours. I'm not saying <laughs> staying on track in my own health. I'm talking about what I honestly think is the hardest work in this business. It's exactly what we tell our clients. It's this, <laughs> it's this work as a leader, um, growing ourselves, not perfect. You guys, I could tell you, I could fill the next 45 minutes with stories about how I have been far from a perfect leader. I'm sure there's a few of our leaders on here. <laughs> and share with you some not so great stories um, about uh, things that I have done. Um, but my hope is that I can continue to grow um, and show up as a better leader every single day. So when I signed up months ago, I didn't know today was going to be the commit to health day. <laughs> so, um, but um, so continue to do that work. And, and we know the work to do there. I want to share some things that I think are just as important right now, um, because as Jen said, some of you may be feeling that momentum, like this is an awesome time. This is great. I'm bringing on 10 new clients a month. We, you know, we have team members that are in super big momentum right now. And then some of you might be feeling that, I don't know, wah, wah, wah. Like I, like Jen said, I haven't brought on five clients. How will I ever bring on five clients? I will tell you, if you make the decision today, to live in that space, the end of the month, probably aren't going to bring on five clients. <laughs> You're probably not going to make the most of this incredible gift that Optavia gave us. And I can tell you if I've learned anything in my almost five years of coaching is that Optavia knows what they're doing. They know the timing and they know what we need. So my ask of you all today is that we that I have the opportunity to just get a little bit raw with you, a little bit vulnerable with you in the fact of like, I wanna give you a couple tools that I have found helpful in, as far as leadership, because one of the things I think I hear a lot is, um, and this is what I told, and this is when I became obsessed with my business because I didn't have two people to work with. 
So we hear a lot like, you know, um, Julie led us last week in the fact of, um, you know, find your two, be strategic, all of that. And then we, you often might hear like, you know, find your two and one of those might be you. So please tell me, like, do you ever wonder, like, what, what does that mean? Like, you're, I mean, Jen, did you have them put something in the chat? Okay, perfect. I was like, someone's something in the chat. I missed it. Okay. So I would love to hear, put me in the chat if you're like, I've always wondered, like, find your two and one of those is me. Like, what does me mean? Right? Like, so I need to get back on track on my health. I need to support more clients. I need to do follow-up. All of those things might be that. Those might be things that we need to be. We might be in a season where we have to focus on our own front line, right? That's that airplane. It very easily can like, we can, you know, help our coaches too much. And then we are not focusing on our own business. So that might be it. I think a lot of times we miss the fact of working on us is working on our leadership. The 62 of you on here are leaders. 62, I have no idea how many coaches Jen has, I'm guessing thousands and thousands, and 62 of you are on this call. Have, have you ever thought about that? 62 of you out of thousands and thousands of coaches you are the Morris tribe leaders. So I want to share with you a TED talk that I actually came across that I couldn't help but share. So hopefully this is going to work. I also had a dream last night that I couldn't find my Google Doc. I couldn't find <laughs> the video I wanted to share. So let's just hope this nightmare doesn't come true. Okay. I Forex.com, the number one forex Brittany, broker. can you see that? The Fed is raising the interest rates, signaling trading opportunities in the U.S. dollar. The last time the Fed started raising interest rates in 2015, Euro-U.S. dollar saw its daily move increase from 83 pips per day to 120 pips per day over the next six months, a rise of nearly 50%. history repeats itself this time around, the Forex market could offer opportunities for prepared traders in the coming months. Use our expert analysis and diversify your trading. Forex trading involves risk of loss, and past performance doesn't mean future results. <laughs> Just stopping. Okay, something went wrong. Okay, my dream did come true, you guys. Let's see if it works. <laughs> oh. Laptops on Intel vPro have built-in security that's more effective than other security measures. I want to just start by asking everyone in the audience here a question. How many of you are completely comfortable with calling yourselves a leader? See, I've asked that question all the way across the country, and everywhere I ask it, no matter where, there's always a huge portion of the audience that won't put up their hand. And I've come to realize that we have made leadership into something bigger than us. We made it into something beyond us. We made it about changing the world. And we've taken this title of leader, and we treat it as if it's something that one day we're going to deserve. But to give it to ourselves right now means a level of arrogance or cockiness that we're not comfortable with. And I worry sometimes that we spend so much time celebrating amazing things that hardly anybody can do that we've convinced ourselves that those are the only things we're celebrating. And we start to devalue the things that we can do every day. And we start to take moments where we truly are a leader and we don't let ourselves take credit for it and we don't let ourselves feel good about it. 
And I've been lucky enough over the last 10 years to work with some amazing people who have helped me redefine leadership in a way that I think has made me happier. And with my short time today, I just want to share with you the one story that is probably most re responsible for that redefinition. I went to a school in a little school called Mount Allison University in Sackville, New Brunswick. And on my last day there, a girl came up to me and she said, I remember the first time that I met you. And then she told me a story that happened four years earlier. She said, on my day before I started university, I was in the hotel room with my mom and my dad. And I was so scared and so convinced that I couldn't do this, that I wasn't ready for university, that I just burst into tears. And my mom and my dad were amazing. They were like, look, we know you're scared, but let's just go tomorrow. Let's go to the first day. And if at any point you feel as if you can't do this, that's fine. Just tell us and we'll take you home. We love you no matter what. And she says, so I went the next day and I was standing in line getting ready for registration. And I looked around and I just knew I couldn't do it. I knew I wasn't ready. I knew I had to quit. And she says, I made that decision. And as soon as I made it, there was this incredible feeling of peace that came over me. And I turned to my mom and my dad to tell them that we needed to go home. And just at that moment, you came out of the student union building wearing the stupidest hat I've ever seen in my life. It was awesome. And you had a big sign uh, promoting Shiner M, which is Students Fighting Cystic Fibrosis, a charity I've worked with for years. And you had a bucket full of lollipops. And you were walking along and you were handing the lollipops out to people in line and talking about Shinerama. And all of a sudden, you got to me and you just stopped and you stared. It was creepy. This girl right here knows exactly what I'm talking about. And then you look at the guy next to me and you smiled and you reached in your bucket, you pulled out a lollipop and you held it out to him. And you said, you need to give a lollipop to the beautiful woman standing next to you. And she said, I have never seen anyone get more embarrassed faster in my life. He turned beet red. He wouldn't even look at me. He just kind of held the lollipop out like this. And I felt so bad for this dude that I took the lollipop. And as soon as I did, you got this incredibly severe look on your face. And you looked at my mom and my dad and you said, look at that. Look at that. First day away from home. And already she's taking candy from a stranger. And she said, everybody lost it. 20 feet in every direction. Everyone started to howl. And I know this is cheesy. And I don't know why I'm telling you this. But in that moment when everyone was laughing, I knew that I shouldn't quit. I knew that I was where I was supposed to be. And I knew that I was home. And I haven't spoken to you once in the four years since that day, but I heard that you were leaving. And I had to come up and tell you that you've been an incredibly important person in my life. And I'm gonna miss you. Good luck. And she walks away and I'm flattened. And she gets about six feet away. She turns around and smiles and goes, you should probably know this too. I'm still dating that guy four years later. A year and a half after I moved to Toronto, I got an invitation to their wedding. Here's the kicker. I don't remember that. I have no recollection of that moment. And I searched my memory banks because that is funny and I should remember doing it. And I don't remember it. And that was such an eye-opening, transformative moment for me to think that the, maybe the biggest impact I'd ever had on anyone's life, a moment that had a, a woman walk up to a stranger four years later and say, you've been an incredibly important person in my life was a moment that I didn't even remember. How many of you guys have a lollipop moment, a moment where someone said something or did something that you feel fundamentally made your life better? All right. How many of you told that person they did it? See, why not? We celebrate birthdays where all you have to do is not die for 365 days. And yet we let people who have made our lives better walk around without knowing it. And every single one of you, every single one of you has been the catalyst for a lollipop moment. You have made someone's life better by something that you said or that you did. And if you think you have it, think about all the hands that didn't go back up when I asked that question. You're just one of the people who hasn't been told. But it is so scary to think of ourselves as that powerful. It can be frightening to think that we can matter that much to other people. Because as long as we make leadership something bigger than us, as long as we keep leadership something beyond us, as long as we make it about changing the world, we give ourselves an excuse not to expect it every day from ourselves and from each other. 
Marianne Williamson said, our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light and not our darkness that frightens us. And my call to action today is that we need to get over that. We need to get over our fear of how extraordinarily powerful we can be in each other's lives. We need to get over it so we can move beyond it. And our little brothers and our little sisters, and one day our kids, or our kids right now, can watch us start to value the impact we can have on each other's lives more than money and power and titles and influence. We need to redefine leadership as being about lollipop moments. How many of them we create, how many of them we acknowledge, how many of them we pay forward, and how many of them we say thank you for. Because we've made leadership about changing the world, and there is no world. There's only 6 billion understandings of it. And if you change one person's understanding of it, one person's understanding of what they're capable of, one person's understanding of how much people care about them, one person's understanding of how powerful an agent for change they can be in this world, you change the whole thing. And if we can change, understand leadership like that, I think if we can redefine leadership like that, I think we can change everything. And it's a simple idea, but I don't think it's a small one. And I want to thank you all so much for letting me share it with you today. Okay, so I think, well, first of all, not lollipops, we'll think we'll come up with something program approved, <laughs> but I, if you were with us in Mexico, I talked on falling in love with everyday decisions, falling in love with those little decisions. And I think it's easy sometimes to find a way to compare ourselves and not realize the difference you're making in everyday life. And us as leaders, taking the opportunity to do that with our coaches and clients often. So here's what I really started thinking about this week was it was a B-level it was a B-level um, goal of Jesse and I years ago. Um, if you don't know us, we lost our son 12 years ago in June. And it was our goal to do a scholarship in his name. And we are also very passionate about education, our community, um, and giving people the opportunity to go after their dreams, whatever that means. So our high school graduation is on Saturday. And so I've been getting the applications in um, and I was sitting down to read them a couple of days ago. And as I was reading them, I thought, you know, it's kind of that thing. Well, I get a little nervous because I have to decide who gets money and who doesn't. And I know all these kids and it's it's all of the emotions and all of the emotions that this dream has come true, um, that we get to honor our son. But really where it hit me was later after I was reading through them, I went to work out. And if you need to know anything about me, please, please, you really want me to think, think, talk to me after a workout or after a shower, because those are the two times I think the best. But after my workout, I thought, I wonder what my team would say about me. What would my team write in a recommendation letter about me? If I said, hey, I'm applying for a new job and don't go, don't get a new job, whatever. That, what I'm saying is, if you ask someone to write a recommendation letter for you, what would they say about you? And that really got me thinking. Like I, I will like, there's one recommendation letter that someone actually correlated our family to this applicant. And one of the teachers said her leadership, her quiet and persistent leadership reminds me of the spirit of Tracy. And I thought, this person has never said that to me. That's an impact I've made on her over the years that she sees me as a leader. And I thought, 
how does my own team, how does my mentorship team see me? What, what would someone say about you? And the thing about it is we get to decide. We get to decide how we show up. And so excitingly, <laughs> what does that mean? What do we value as leaders and what do we get to share? So I personally, I know many of you have worked with Helen Irwin, but I want to share her equation because I think it's very helpful um, when we think about leadership. So she talks a lot about credibility equals character plus competence times consistency. So what, what does that mean? Okay, I'm going to give you the down and dirty. So essentially, every conversation, every decision, every lollipop moment of our lives, we're really doing building trust. And it's like that speed of trust. If you have not read the speed of trust, I'm not saying encouraging you to go do that if this is a season for you, but I do think it's a book that overall to everyone applies. But building trust isn't black and white. So we truly get to in everyday moments show up. Now, yes, leading a business coach power hour, leading a power hour, leading a TNT, talking on stage, all of those things allow you to be a leader. But that's where I want you to realize the trust and leadership that you are building with your team is on that call you're going to make with them later today. When you're reaching out about commit to health, when you're sharing who their past 180 day people are. Okay. Now, if you think about the character and competence, Helen really talks about below the ground being our roots. That's our integrity and trust. Oops, sorry, guys. Do we have that with our ourselves to start with? I think that's also something that we sometimes forget. Okay. So research shows actually that people want integrity. So both our mentors and our team, they're seeking integrity. They're seeking us to show up and not just walk the talk, but literally, or excuse me, just talk the talk, but literally to walk the walk. So the competency is the fruits on the tree, our actual capability to produce the results. Obviously, we know what consistency means because are we showing up time and time again? So what uh, allows us to do is, are we in congruence? Are we acting in alignment with our deeper values or are we not? Are we talking in alignment with our deeper values or are we not? <laughs> so what can be amazing is if we are doing all of these things and we're in alignment and congruency, that's where we build credibility. And building credibility doesn't just start with our commitments, okay? It obviously is part of that, showing up on time, you know, calling our clients on time, connecting with our coaches, declaring that intention, having a growth orientation, saying, I met with a few of our coaches last week and I said, I am happy to say this failed. I am happy to say if we try something and it failed, awesome. We tried it. I am willing to have a growth mindset. I maybe wouldn't have said that three years ago. So we get to learn and grow. Again, we aren't perfect, but we get to learn and grow. So what I want to ask you today are a few questions. 
what could I be more competent in? Are there areas that you want to learn more about that you want to grow in? Again, that competency is those, the, the fruit on the tree, the leaves on the tree. What about what could I be more consistent in? Okay, so I think sometimes we think about just, am I, am I showing up? And we mean, I think about sometimes physically, are we physically growing up or showing up? But what about just consistency in other areas of our life? And then the last one is, am I clear in my values? So I'm not saying you have to answer these things right now. You can screenshot them. I, if you journal or you are a journaler, um, you can journal about these things. I was never someone that journaled um, until I realized I was taking the TLDP course and the changes weren't happening because I wasn't doing the work. And for me, that came with journaling. Again, we are, we fill that words. I think Jim was sharing that. Like if I, I'm not a journaler, right? No longer, like I can become a journaler. I am now a journaler. Almost four years later, I journal every single morning. Okay. So this is the time for us to be able to observe and and realize about ourselves. Okay. So your values. Let's talk a little bit about that. Can I, will you put in the chat, will you just put a one in the chat if you were in Nashville with us for TLDP? So a lot of you might have done this activity. I'm really excited maybe that most of you haven't because so TLDP, we were in Nashville in the middle of March. So it's almost been two months ago. Um, so even I think it's a time we could probably redo this activity, even if you did it there. But TLDP is Transformational Leadership Development Program with Helen Irwin. So we were there kind of as a end recap, you know, celebration um, as that sort of part of the program was ending. But Helen, I have taken four courses with Helen and I feel pretty confident that my values, like I am strong in my values. I know what I value. Um, I feel. I hope most days I feel like I show up in those values, but what happened was this activity was a game changer for me because there were things I valued, but maybe didn't realize, but also because I've done work on myself, I realized this is what I value. This maybe isn't what the person next to me values or the 62 other people value, but this is what I value. And that's awesome because you get to be you. And I think a lot of times in leadership, we so compare ourselves again to other people. So I want to share with you the, the activity that we did. And I do have, let me, I'm just going to show it to you guys. So the activity that she had us do was she wrote out 10 areas and she gave us three columns and Helen asked us to think about just what first came to mind. For instance, if you had money, what would be the three things you would spend money on? Okay. So that's, that's the, I'll show you the graphic, but I just want to talk you through it first. 
if you had time space okay for instance if i had time what would be the three things i would spend endless amounts of time what would be the three things i would spend time on okay so she gave us all 10 of these and i think what i really found so interesting was the things that first came to mind because you think about the things that should come to mind right like i should feel this way i should do this I should want to value this about money or time or space or goals. I should want to feel this way. I'm a leader. I want to feel this way. I should feel this way. And actually the breakthrough happens when you realize there is no should. This is how you feel and what you value. Okay. So okay. So here is just a sort of outline. Again, you can take a screenshot. I do have the, the Google Doc. I can drop that link in the chat. Um, but I think, and I don't know that we're going to take time to completely do this today, but I think that this is an important activity for you to think about. Because so much of us growing in our leadership, and especially as you continue to partner with more coaches, is realizing the culture you want to develop realizing what do you value and how do you get to show up as you? Because I'm here to break it to you that no rank defines you as a leader. No amount of frontline, no rank, no amount of team size defines you as a rank, or sorry, defines you as a leader. And I think that's a lot of times what we get stuck on is my value is based on my rank. What this is going to give us a chance to realize in our leadership is what do we value? I thought it was interesting just to share a few examples. And if someone else um, was in Nashville and wants to share some in the chat, Jen, I think you shared some in the chat. <laughs> Julie, coffee. The answer is always coffee. We few of us were laughing that we literally realized if I had time, money, I coffee, like I would literally spend it on coffee. Okay. Um, now, now there were some bigger things that were important to me. Okay. Like all the things, obviously I shared about like doing the donations. We run a nonprofit, those kinds of things. Those were important to me, but what I realized was self-care or even fashion. It was important to me. I realized I tell a lot of people I like their nails because you know what Helen said, you'll notice the things that you value. And I thought, I literally looked at, I can't remember who was sitting next to me. And I was like, crap, I just told three people I like their nails. <laughs> literally, I was like, obviously I value people having their nails done. Okay. That's okay. It doesn't have to be these big transformational things. So like Shannon said, self-care, massages, nails, um, you know, Sarah, don't take my rainbow away, money, makeup, Okay, so those can be things that you value that way. But what about discipline? What are things that we value in the area of discipline or energy? Like one of mine was connection, like energy. Like I will always find time to connect with people. I absolutely love connecting. Actually, I was getting my nails done the other day and someone said, um, my nail tech said, Tracy, she leaned over, you know everyone, Tracy. How do you know everyone? <laughs> It's because I value connections. 
And, and I just love connecting with people. I said, well, the lady next to me, I didn't know her, but I did know that lady over there. And I do know the lady behind me. I have a relationship with them. And she's like, you just, every time you come in, you know, people. And I realized that's a value to me. That might not be a value to you. Okay. But what I want us to realize in this is that what I value doesn't have to be what my mentorship team values or what my team values, but it's what makes me, me and actually allows me to show up as a better leader. Because if you don't already know this, your leadership is within you. So maybe you bring on 10 clients this month. Maybe you don't. That doesn't actually move you forward in the fact of making you better or worse. <laughs> it actually is already within you. You get to figure out who you want to be as a leader. But also what I realized was once I could realize my values was I could work with my team differently because I will share, I've done it wrong. And one concrete example I want to share with you is that I highly, highly value hard work. Very, very much a value of mine. Um, and I was sharing with a coach one time, she was sharing about, you know, not wanting to have to work all the time and, and all these things. And she was like, I want to just spend time with my kids, which is also a value of mine. But I said, it's fine. Like I just went to Great Wolf Lodge and I did a few calls. It was great. And the phone went silent. And she said, I never want to go to Great Wolf Lodge and have to work. And from that moment on, I thought, holy crap. I just tried to give her my value of hard work because to me, that was nothing doing a couple calls while three days at great wolf lodge. Like that's fine to her on her planet. She thought my number one value is spending uninterrupted time with my children. So me sharing that with her broke that trust because I didn't realize how different our values were, but we were still working for the same mission. Just because she doesn't do a couple calls at Great Wolf Lodge doesn't make her more or less of a person and a coach and a leader. But I realized when I could figure out and be strong in my values, I also knew that it wasn't my job to give those values to other people. Okay. So Anyone have questions about the values and all of that? <laughs> See? Okay. I just want you, I just wanted us to take an opportunity to think about, because I think sometimes when we talk about like, we want to grow and we need to show up and we think about that, but we never truly think about who we are. Who do we want to be? What do we value? So from that, yeah, so we could talk about this for hours, but I felt like this was just a space. <laughs> Sorry, Brittany. I'm just giving this to you and saying, good. Because what I really want you to look at from there, a couple of things. So again, take some time. I'm not saying to do it today because this is, you know, if you're doing follow-up and all those things with Commit to Help, that's awesome. Um, but what I really want you to do is there's 
there's one question. What's worth leading for? You're going to find in this value worksheet, you're going to find some patterns. And within that, if you want, pick out your top three to four. But what you're going to realize within that is that your values have power. And what are those highest values? What is worth leading for? Because Helen tells us that being the most, we're the most resilient when we live from our highest values. And our goal as a leader, at least for me, is to be resilient because there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows and there's going to be everything in between. So if my resiliency as a leader equals consistency, because I know personally for me what's worth leading for. And you're going to find a couple of those, like I'll, I'll even show you how I did this. And I know everyone, I'm not super like, I'm not a C by any means. So like, I, I don't know if you can see, I literally highlighted all the things that were consistent. So like everything that had to do with health, I made purple. Everything that had to do with connection, um, I had orange. Everything that had to do, um, again, I shared this in the beginning, learning um, is a big thing of mine. Um, you know, so I just found like some, some consistencies and patterns in there. And that's going to help you realize, because if you just look at the sheet, you're like, that's a lot of writing. Okay. <laughs> so what we want you to do is to look for patterns because your top three to four patterns are going to be your highest values. And if you realize that you can lead from your highest values, that's where that resiliency comes in. Okay. Again, you might have to like think about those and develop them and they might change all of that. Um, and your values, yes, they might not be one word and they might be like, and they might have different meanings. So one meaning for Jen might be different than mine. Okay. But it's just for us to get get to realize for us to grow transformationally, which is the goal for many people is yes, right? There's this, there's a pendulum. Okay. So transactional in this business, right? That's, that's the everyday work you show up every single, single day to do, but there's also this transformational side. And we have to work on both sides of those to be successful long-term. So Jen, you want to share something here? Yeah. I, I wanted to just add um, how helpful this was for me because I had this idea of what my values were and I was close, but I was like, not at all. I, it was like I was making other people's values my own because I thought that's what they were supposed to be. When she had us do this, um, we were writing down all this stuff, not really knowing that you know this was going to be sort of a key to to our higher selves but i wrote so many things down about um travel and fun and not not just travel alone but experiences and bringing people together and my kids 
and um and it was really and i love fashion and i love you know i mean there was all kinds of stuff that i wrote down but the big trend that i saw was travel and bringing my family and experiencing being kind of a citizen of the world so it was really hard for me to um, as julie said put it into one word so for me after a lot of deliberation and working it out i manifested sort of this is manifested the right word envisioned that what i wanted my life to be like was the tree of life in avatar where i'm in the tree but i'm also connected to like my life is like the tree and it connects all these beautiful people and things and experiences together and um and it's funny because no place in there did i put like become an optavia leader um you know you know make a million dollars a year or you know all this stuff but the funny thing is i figured out that this tree of life that optavia was my means too so it was like the electricity the, the plug the thing that my tree plugged into to like create all of this, these amazing friendships with you guys and these amazing experiences. So not to be too existential. Um, I had a really hard time because I do have kind of a transactional brain to say, okay, what are my highest values? And, you know, for me, obviously most of you guys know that my kids are definitely at the top of my list, um, my husband, and then you guys are like right there. So, um, so you guys are part of my highest value and i couldn't quite figure it out but that's what it was for me so it's that tree of life and when i told dr a i was in a conversation with him about it and he said well just remember jennifer you know that tree of life if you are going to be the conduit for all of these people and all of these experiences number one you're going to be really tired and number two make sure that you are doing a lot of self-care and I said, don't you worry. I learned that a long time ago. So um, so that's something that I've had to prioritize for myself. But anyway, so hopefully that gives you guys a little bit of idea of how your value system can come out of these words that you're writing down. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks, Jen. Um, and I loved, Julie put this in the chat, so I want to share it with you guys too. So one of the things, so like the next step really is when you figure out your highest values, you can pretty much link everything to some sort of activity. So there's going to be things in coaching that you don't love. I mean, right? Like think back to your job. There's a lot of things as a school psychologist I don't love. There's still a lot of things on a daily basis as a nonprofit <laughs> co-founder. I don't love to do those things, but I have linked them to the bigger value of what that means, which brings joy. So maybe power hour is redundant, but for me to have linked that to the fact of having authentic and meaningful relationships, that makes me want to show up on power hour every day. So thinking about how can we link those to our highest values, the things you love, and maybe the things you don't love. So, okay. Um, I think those, 
So my, so my question is, if you have any questions, and I know this is a lot of information, but I think so much of the work that we do as growing and leaders transformationally has to be us within ourselves. And so I wanted to give you a tool that you could at least start to just think about, start to think about what do I value? What are my highest values? And am I leading in those values? Because back to what Helen says, am I competent? Am I consistent? Does that allow me to be credible to when I lead? And what I want to link it to from the beginning is the thinking about it doesn't have to be those big aha everyday moments. One of the most life-changing moments I had was on our um, incentive trip to one of the, when the first incentive trip we had, I had a convert or I was at school by the pool with Megan Valentine. And I'll never forget that conversation almost four years ago. It wasn't something she even said from stage. She was just talking about her and her family and the strategies that she used. That literally was life-changing for me. It was in those lollipop moments. It was in the time that you call your coach or your coaching partner today. So thinking about how, and again, it doesn't have to be perfect and we're never a hundred percent. I have all the energy and I have all the insight and I can be this amazing mentor every single day, but some days it's also just recognizing that and being aware of that. And I think if we focus so much on transactional and doing the work and doing the work, we forget that not everyone holds that value. And your impact, honestly, is never going to be measured. Because your impact isn't measured by your rank. It's not measured by your FQV. Your impact is never going to be measured. So I want you to realize if you can keep showing up as you and doing the work to grow as you, that's where you're going to make the biggest changes. Okay, And it's not going to happen overnight <laughs> by any means. So figuring out, too, what works for you. I hear a lot of people will ask about morning routines and what's your routine and what books are you reading and all those things, which are great resources. But if we don't apply them to ourselves, it doesn't make any difference. I can listen to 12 books in a month, but if I don't actually ever change my behavior and what I want and what I'm listening to and what I'm taking in, nothing's ever going to change. It's so much what we tell our clients about their health dreams is the same as us as coaches. So, um, so we have a couple of minutes. Any last questions? I did have one more activity, but I'll just do that on a different power hour. So, um, okay. So I was going to talk a little bit about relationships and connecting with coaches. So um, I think one of the things, you know, especially with this commit to health, I've been just loving picking up the phone and connecting with coaches. Um, this is really a great way to do a pulse check with them um, because I've learned the hard way that just spamming that commit to health. Um, if, if they're having life happening or in, in a great place, that's broken a lot of trust. So um, yes, I will drop that link to the doc. I can do it right here, Brittany. Um, and then should work. I hope. Um, the TED talk was everyday leadership. So if you're, if you're okay, I would like to leave you guys with a call to action, <clears throat> which would be to 
um, get the back of your map out. You know, guys know how much I love that. It might be time to put the back of that map on a warboard again. Do you remember warboards? I love my warboard. I love like diagramming out my business, whether it's on the back of my map or my warboard or whatever. And <clears throat> really get into the trenches with coaches in depth in your team and um, and really talk to them and ensure that you are connected to their why and that you are connecting them to the gifts that are available to them right now with bonus plus and with commit to health and um and inviting them to level up their health inviting them to convention maybe this is the year you get one extra hotel room at convention and commit to yourself that you're going to fill it up with four willing and able people maybe you don't even have four coaches new coaches on your team yet that aren't signed up maybe you get that room and you fulfill that prophecy, you say, okay, I'm gonna fill that up with brand new coaches that I bring on between May and June. How about that? So um, my call to action is for you guys to um, remember this is a season for leaders and um, to show up because your teams really, really need you, even though you might be tired or you might be invigorated right now, um, it's really important right now for you to be there for them. And Tracy, this was amazing. Thank you for bringing this back in. Um, for even for those of us who who did this before, it was great to kind of do it again. So loved it. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. See you on Power Hour tomorrow morning. Okay. Bye, guys.